Viewer discretion advised. Refrain from watching if you're short-tempered or get offended or annoyed easily, or if you're under the age of 18. Also, don't watch if you're touchy on the following subjects, such as mental health, suicide, firearms, veterans, dark humor, swearing, violence, war, small parts of political and world events. The host, co-host, and guests are not professionals, so anything mental or physical health-related topics mentioned on Asylum Arms, take with a grain of salt and contact your doctor or therapist for advice or questions on those subjects. Welcome to episode 49 of Asylum Arms. <laughs> Today we have Divinity Divinity Chained? Divinity Chained. And we have our asshole guest K over here. Wait, say that again. Because I'm looking at the name. I mean, asshole, I mean, asshole co-host K, not guest. Do what? Divinity Chained. No, no, no. I know how to say it. Oh, did you talk about him? Yeah. Divinity chain, you piece of fucking did you say, shit. Did you say you said the, oh, my balls? Divinity, divinity. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you shut up! <laughs> what did you do in your, t- in your time in the military? Um, so I was I started off as an uh, well, I wasn't I was an airborne. I was a paratrooper. Love and Bravo uh, did a number of tours there. And then, you know, as I worked my way up, I eventually switched over. And my last tour, I was actually running our arms room. Which was nice because I got tired of people shooting at me. That's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Thankfully, I only did one of those into actual combat. Everything else was just the normal training jumps. Not, not, not a whole lot of cover up there. Oh, what is like paratrooper training like? What do they do? So they have it's separated into three weeks. You have ground phase, tower phase, and then jump week. And so ground phase is you know learning how to land. No shit. You learn how to fall. Yeah. Um, You learn about the parachute, how to put it on, what the different parts are, all the little different techniques. if you're really lucky, they take you out in the middle of the night and do this terrifying thing at this uh, big ass jump yeah. tower, where they will suspend mannequins. Uh, uh, it's like 250 feet up, and they'll suspend these mannequins with fu- with messed up shoots, and they will release them so you can see what a parachute malfunction looks like. <laughs> and then you get to walk around the field and pick up the parts. So, yeah. So it was it was definitely a way to uh, to let us know exactly what was going to happen to us if we messed up. Is this teaching um, you to like pick fun. up your comrades' yeah, body parts? Oh, that's <laughs> unless they liquefy. It's true. People don't come apart; they just break <laughs> internally. I don't know. Never had to worry about that, so. Even if a halo jump, I mean, I don't think yeah. liquefied, but that was pretty fucking high, if I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is reserve deployed while we were. I know you bounced, but I don't know. In the, in the air, and when you're lined up, so you're lined up in the the back of the aircraft, and the door sits right behind the engines. Because obviously, you don't want to be in front of the engine because you're gonna get sucked into it. <laughs> but uh, at a certain point, once the doors open, it creates <laughs> suction. 
and his reserve deployed yeah. while he was in the aircraft. That would make it way more but interesting. Before he had actually hooked up to, uh, they've got these braided steel cables that you hook up to because they're all uh, uh, suspension line jumps. They're not. They're not free fall or anything like that. Um, yeah. But, so they open the doors and you start going through the process of standing up and hooking up and all that. And he had. Uh, we were crammed into this aircraft. And we were, as we were standing up, the guy in front, he caught his reserve. The handle caught on the parachute of the guy in front of him. And so when that guy stood up, it, it was when they had, back when yeah. they had the old uh, ripcord style reserves, it ripped the cord out, and these reserve chutes are packed with a spring. So there's this, like, cloth-covered spring that shoots, that pushes the chute mm-hmm. out. And his deployed, yeah. and we were put, we were forward enough that it immediately got sucked up by the suction, and he had to just run out the door because that, that's that's it. Like that happens, oh. you're going. Yeah, no, you're you're going, or you're going to have a really bad day. But uh, yeah, if it starts sticking towards that door, you need to beat it out the aircraft. But when it deployed, if you try to stop it, basically, it. you just bounce off of every so piece of metal that's in the aircraft. The, the, the force of it deploying ripped all that uh, 550 cord through his fingers, and so his hands were his hands were jacked up for a while. Ooh. That's yeah. some nasty. Yeah. That's some nasty rope burn not, right not there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. More, I think more, more lacerations than anything. <laughs> now, because yeah, you have to think about it. So, like, you're, the plane is going fast. It, it's, yeah. it's creating this this vacuum yeah. inside the inside the hull inside the aircraft. So, if you have a chute that deploys, it. The, the parachute's going to go mm-hmm. where it's sucking the air out. So it's sucking that air out, plus you're well, moving that, at, you know, the, a couple hundred knots. If that chute gets out before you do, it's so going to keep your going. your parachute, as soon as it goes out the door, so it's going to try to slow the, the fuck door. down. And it's going to drag you right along with it. So you either go with and it or literally bounce off of everything along the way. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna literally drag you. Oh, d- yeah, does his hands ever fold or recover, or were like left literally or kicking and screaming? I, I ended up getting. I'm trying to remember. This was years so, yeah, ago. I don't have much I mean, of a choice. I joined the army in 2003 and got out in 2011. Yeah. So it's or 2002 and 2011. Sorry. Um, hmm. So this has been years ago. But yeah, he had. Uh, I think he ended up getting skin grafts, but uh, eventually he recovered full use of his hands. He just couldn't deploy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still he he can still use his hands for the things he wanted to use them for. Hold <laughs> here, hold his dick. Yeah, he can still jerk off. Hold a video game controller. He can still it. jerk off. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the essentials. <laughs> Damn. <Come> <laughs> He probably would. Funny enough, I was going to skin grab stuff like that. Now it's like, like ribs. A fucked up sense of humor. 
<laughs> and you know what? If he was already sitting here, he would think that's a funny joke. So there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I've 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 not met one personally, but I've seen like no, I take that back. Yeah. I have met one personally, but he was yeah, he was we, old. We, I got, he was like, I had the opportunity. He to was like Vietnam uh, era when I stayed when I switched over to the eighty second. And um, I initially I was those guys over in Italy shit. <laughs> I did. Yep, that's where we always did our jumps out of when we did our training jumps. Yep. I had a buddy of mine that was stationed in Italy. He was okay. stationed over at, because uh, I was Air Force, he was stationed in Aviano. Uh, Aviano Air Base? Yep. It was, it was. Yeah, nice. he was stationed over there for a while. I, uh, uh, I was in so, from 96 to 99. Funnily enough, uh, and, uh, going, getting and stationed he was stationed over in Aviano. He said, he said, he said, Italy is like one of the best places to be uh, stationed. You're by at. yourself. He said, he's supposed he, to be for two years. I got stationed. Okay. Um, so it's it's supposed to be two years. Uh, if you've got mm-hmm. a spouse, they extend it to three years. Right. Basically, you, you're stuck there longer. Is that exclusive? Paying to ship your oh, family. Oh, something like that. Um, when I arrived, oh, okay. I got to mm. Italy in December of 2002. No, sorry. Right. December of 2003. Is that right? No, no, I'm sorry. It was, I'm old as shit. <laughs> it was December of 2002 because we. Yep, we were wearing BBUs, which was what, three, two uniforms ago now? Three uniforms ago? You went in just like, oh man, you're so they're close the, to the Digicam now. You're still wearing BBUs at time. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that because you guys went to Tiger Stripe and we had the what they call it, the ACUs, the advanced Three? combat uniform. That I don't know. Yeah, Air Force it, went to the Tiger we had Stripe the BDUs for a while. And DCUs, the desert camouflage. Yeah, the ACUs. Uh, yeah, what the, the other one. Yep, DCUs. Yeah, DCUs. Yeah. Yep. I, I still that. have my, but I still got my BDUs yeah. in a fucking tote somewhere in the fucking house somewhere. That was literally, it still was got literally the, the only good thing about switching over to these old as fuck. Still got the goddamn priest on the sleeve. They got rid of the ironing thing. Now they don't have to iron their fucking uniforms. Yeah. Although I I'm don't like, know why they went to the ACs. It's like, oh, this is supposed to be generic camouflage. I'm like, it's blue. Like, great. I can, I can hide in the sky. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you. Except for the giant green <laughs> parachute above me. But, uh, as soon as... Yeah, it's blue. Yeah, the, <laughs> and the only good thing about it, being in the desert, was that or, you wear it for a week and it's the right. same color tan as the ground. Yeah, I think a lot of people, that, I think they, got, they were really, there were a lot of people that were pissed <laughs> it off. It so year. quickly, it blended into everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. like wearing the BDUs and having yep. the fucking the, uh, lousy yeah, boots and because uh, we had our jungle boots. boots polished, like so we had shine, just the, the toe and heel. Uh, I don't know, if, I don't know. If you guys did. We had that to be like mirrors, something like see the cracks of your teeth. So kind of. being a paratrooper, we yep. didn't wear the, the the generic shoe that everybody got. Yeah, we had uh, all other jump boots yep. that we had to wear that we had to wear, and that entire thing better be polished. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, because you had like the there was like the stiff, stiff leather uppers and everything like that. Yep. I see. I had the the Cochrane two field boots that had this had the cap and toe, or the the mm. heel and the cap on the toes. That I had I yeah. had shine to a mirror fucking polish and uh, what was funny was one of my NCOs they were like they looked at my boots and they're like. <laughs> Because, you know, back in the day, you had that leather luster that you basically painted on, and it made it really shiny. And she was like, she was like why did you paint your boots? And I was like, I didn't paint my boots. You're going to be the she one was like, that's not, that's not polished. And I was like, yes, it is. And she was like, come here. And I was like, I oh, swear no. to God, yeah. <laughs> you yep. messed this up, and I want to be mad. Like, it takes me hours. Yeah, because like, it doesn't. It's not just a quick the... go. All done. No, it's fucking hours of yep. this shit right here. Hours. So I mean, I had like, yep. I used the I used the cotton t-shirt, wrapped it around my two fingers, <laughs> and I would dip my fingers in warm. Yeah, swabbed yeah, the, the kiwi, was, the black kiwi fine, polish, and dip my fingers in the water, and then just did this. If you, got, if you got a new pair of boots, you were fucked. You're, and that's that. And then once you've got a good shine on it, it didn't take you long, but getting your that weekend, build up, drinking beer, watching movies, and <laughs> yeah. polishing boots, and that's all you're doing. Yeah, got yeah, new boots. Scraping the fucking kiwi out, slathering it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So I walked over to her just to prove it, and she took a pocket knife out, and I was like. <laughs> I'm thinking she's gonna like. I think she's gonna scratch like the like the top or like the toe or something like that. Luckily, she scraped the side yep. of it, like down to the sole, and she just scraped the wax off. And then she was like, "How did you do that?" And I was like, "Saturday and Sunday." She was like, what, "Like both of them?" Like, no, Saturday, Sunday. All kinds of ways to try to shortcut it. And then, like, by the time you're done, you crash your knuckles. It's like you've never bent your fingers before. We had guys. This shit right here. Yeah, I remember doing that. There's not. There's, mm-hmm. there's no way to do it. The, the only yeah. way. Yep. The only exactly. way that I found to even remotely shortcut it was I would gob the wax yep. on it first. Like I would just dig it oh, out, yeah. just gob it um, on, and then I would take my <laughs> cigarette lighter and melt it. That was the only way I that. Had a buddy of mine tried I mean, to it, 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 it took like maybe an hour. Two off nope. of the tops. No, but just not. still sitting there for four or five hours. <laughs> per boot. That was, really, that was the only way that I could figure out to work out. We were we were sitting around drinking one night and he's like he was tired of work. shining boots and he decided he wanted to <laughs> toss it. And he's like, Oh, I heard we can do blah blah blah. And I'm like, somebody lied to you, man. Don't do it. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 
the tray that he put the boots on top of was just a puddle of Yeah, wax. because that shit doesn't... It's just melted it's not, all like, of it off. It takes so no it heat to fucking melt that yeah, wax. Yeah, Like, no heat at all. Like, you can put it on, like, 100 do. degrees, and it's... Yep. Oh, yeah. Can we get That's a round of applause for your friend that decided to put boots <laughs> wax in the oven? <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to start over, do that. <laughs> see that wasn't even like the only yeah. thing like you had like like if it was dusty yeah, like i was stationed i never went overseas so like i never got deployed but i was stationed up at ellsworth air force base behind the b1s so in the summertime it's yep. dusty as fuck so you got the b1s blowing on shit so if you had dusty boots yep. or something like that yeah the 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 heel and toe could just be wiped off that space. was the nice thing but about like in between the laces wear, and stuff uh, you still had to take all your fucking boots. laces out was that they didn't have the polish that. up in there. So like this the was like this was almost like a daily thing. Or the, the healing the, the cap. The and off you had, there was like the of the boot. a small strip of leather where the eyelids were. Everything else was mesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we had the old... We well, yeah, had the you had, like, the traditional the jungle boot, boots. which is the canvas. We had the canvas. Yep. Okay. It had the two, uh, two, uh, the two little breather holes yeah. on, the, on the inside. So, for, like, if you got... You got yep. Fucking Viet, Vietnam, Vietnam era jungle boots. Okay. Okay. I mean, I used to wear those when I was a kid because fucking... Well, yeah, you know, we had... We got the issue... $10 a pair of the like, throw those away. <laughs> Throw them away. No, I started out with the. Uh, I had a, I had a good team leader. What did they give me? It's, I had uh, issues. There, they they were like fucking terrible. Ninety percent of this stuff you got oh. issued is garbage. You're never gonna use it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Here's where you go to get stuff that is yeah. actually going to last. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I think I ended boots. up getting uh because we had a we started off with like the leather shoe for yep. your dress uniforms, like dress blues and shit like that. Um yeah. that was a fucking nightmare to polish because it had to be the whole shoe. Okay. And then you, as soon as you walk, it right. fucks it up. You get that you get that crease. And right. um uh, when I became permanent party, I went and bought myself one of the patent leather yeah. shoes. Well, that I, that I being only wore. Being an with airborne unit, we didn't have. Uh, like, well, I didn't have no, to worry you, about you the, those the option to wear. And those were those were doctrine. approved to wear. So like, I was no, like, I'm not. We're going. Oh, fuck we're buying shoes. a pair of jump boots. These are gross. Fuck that them. Entire boot from top to bottom. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And that's even longer. I mean, mm-hmm. I was spending, I was spending yep. anywhere from if I had so to start over how, polishing the so boots. Div, how long was, did it take you to oh polish God. your um, jumping leather boots? Per boot. That's a four or five hours to get it back to the mirror shine. Because I mean, the the sides you can kind of get away with doing them that's what once, getting, dude. and then if I'm kind doing of just doing a little maintenance track. here and there. Because you yeah. don't really have a whole lot of contact with the, the the upper portion of the boot. It was the the lower portion where you walked that you had to worry about. 
Right. That crease, but the jump boots had the cap and heel. <laughs> uh, so that crease was right I, along I the cap. Had so that, that, that wasn't a big deal. Because <laughs> okay. I had like the cockring, the field boots, which they also made a jump boot, uh, which I was like, no, I'm not buying yep. this. <laughs> See, we had the option to wear them. Yep. Um, and I knew, so I knew a couple people that did, and they hated it because mm-hmm. that upper is so stiff. Plus, if you have that upper, you have mm-hmm. to polish it because if you don't polish it, it looks like shit. So when you're wearing it with your uniform, especially back in the day when we had BDUs, you mm-hmm. had to look good because you had inspections where they would come up and they would, you know, nitpick everything. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me, I took a lot of pride yep. in my Like my sleeves were like mm-hmm. crisp, fucking pressed. Um, I never used that. We had people that use like that <laughs> stitch witch. Remember that shit where they would iron it and then it would make a permanent crease? We had people use that and then like their pants would break when they sat down mm-hmm. because that stitch which got so tough I it was almost a, like uh, I had a team leader so that they came bent their from, knee, um, it would it was like there was a God, crease it called? and it would the snap. And they're like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, does the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier starch. use a lot of starch? Uh, he came from there and they are anal retentive with their their uniform shit and he would come by um old guard yeah i know yeah I know old guard oh yeah we, we would have yep. an inspection in the morning he would come by the night before with his oh, yeah. ruler that uh, apparently he got in the old guards it's like got all the markings Ezra on it that everything to the needs to be and he's in degree. picking every little thing <laughs> yep uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fucking doing yep. trigonometry and shit. Like this ribbon goes here at this degree <laughs> at this angle, and you're like, "Bitch, I'm gonna slap this shit on and make it look good." They need to be for what but they fuck do. It, get the hell out of here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, they uh, the old guard. Those guys are super mm-hmm. anal retentive oh, about their uniform. Getting into the argument with him when with I got good to the reason, point where I needed but... to do the offset ribbons. Because the, 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 the lapel got in the way. Like, oh, God. Like, I love the dude. Great team leader. I don't know how many cans of beer I threw at his head. Oh, yeah. Because you just had too many. And then, Shut up. Yep. Drink yeah. beer. Stop talking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, was, I wasn't in for very long, uh, not by choice. But yep. yeah, I knew some guys that were like, they would be sitting yep. there. Oh yeah, and like just on the ribbons, was, were trying to make we, it. Just we, we would have to stand perfect. there, dress shirt like, dude, on, as soon as you put jacket that on, 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 while he's sitting there measuring about every little bit. And I'm like, dude, nobody's gonna care about a curve. Like as soon as you put it on, it's gonna be off. I just stopped doing it. I just stopped doing it. I would just wait for him to come by. Like <laughs> we're standing in the mirror going. Well, the, the thing you gotta remember <laughs> about about airborne units is they're see you're lucky. We had to sit there <laughs> fucking in the mirror doing this shit. 
We're a bunch of Wait, arrogant. Oh, fuck, it's gotta yeah, go left. Oh, no, the other left. Shit. Polite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, dude. <laughs> the the 82nd guys hated us because we were even more arrogant than they were. Because we actually mm-hmm. had combat. Because you're airborne. Especially if and you're in the uh, none of them have current combat. You're in the uh, 82nd. And so they hate, uh, when I when I moved to the 82nd, um, dude, those guys hated me. They were pissed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a nightmare of a jump. But yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had plenty of that. Plenty of that. Yeah, I showed up a as combat a, jump. <laughs> I did the traditional dumbass shit that lower enlisted does, and got Where's myself yours? busted you down uh, <laughs> before I got shipped over. <laughs> uh, but I got I got busted down. Um, actually, on my deployment to Iraq, and that was like that was during the initial invasion. I never did that. Um, I got close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got myself in some trouble, and instead of getting to fly home with everybody else, um, we had to drive because you know we jumped oh, really? in with all of our own stuff. Right. Our our vehicles were our organic vehicles. Like we had our anti tank platoon or our mounted vehicular platoon. They had their Humvees. Like this was back when we were still welding steel on, because we had the, the canvas doors. Right. Yep, we had the old canvas. Yeah, the, the canvas yeah, doors. Um, yeah, and we then well, stacking that was back when the, the government was not supplying up armor to the Humvees. Oh, we, like I said, we had the, I mean, we, mm-hmm. I was, I rolled in a, in Humvees without a door. We just didn't even bother the putting weird, the door in. The weird fucking raids that were supposed to stop RPGs and shit. It's, I don't it's I've not never seen those. Right, yeah. and it's, and it's going to be quicker for me to get out of the vehicle if we're doing a raid, if there's no door. Right. So we rolled well, like What's the point? Yeah, um, if you're, you're going to get hit, you're going to get hit. Yeah, this was like pre-IEDs even. Because this was, like I said, right. the initial, initial invasion. Because right. uh, we jumped in up north, um, and when we rolled into the city, they thought we were still the Russians. Or not the, not, not, yeah. not the Russians, I'm sorry. That was Afghanistan. <laughs> this is how long it's been. There, no, there was a village in uh, Afghanistan that was so remote when we rolled in in the helicopters, they thought we, they thought we were the Russians still. <laughs> they, they thought we were still fighting the Russians. The, these guys were very yeah. deep. But no, and um, <laughs> which is weird because I spoke Russian, so wow. it was like I could kind of, I could k- kind of understand it if I was like person in Russian, Russian but I'm not. No. <laughs> yeah. oh. But uh, <laughs> how can I use this to my advantage? <laughs> right. That's so funny. Like, that's so funny to talk to somebody that like that went through like a lot of the shit the that generic, I went through. A lot of stuff people the, we talked the to, they bullshit, were in like in the, the, the mid two thousand maintenance that, that they, they didn't have the shit. Like, on, they didn't have the BUs. They didn't have back, the, 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 the ironing and the, the boot polishing and the, the inspections. And they didn't have any of that shit. They don't. Oh, they don't God, have that now. And it's like when I go back to it, it's like man, I had to do this. I had to do this. 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 And it was like just normal everyday life and they're like you had to polish your boots i'm just taking the all i have yeah. to do is take my dress uniform to the dry cleaners and just tell them to use extra starch that's it i can throw my Dang. iron away <laughs> fuck 
Yeah, use yep. extra That's it. I remember sitting there like with fucking like <laughs> with, as soon as they, like as soon as they come out yep. of the wash, take them back to the dorms, take them back to wherever, and immediately get the ironing board out. Get like three cans of fucking starch, a wet sponge, <laughs> and your iron. Oh yeah. Because you had to sit there and make it perfect, God, flat. I don't miss starch. Those days. I will say that. Iron, sponge that goofy white shit off. <laughs> Flip it over, starch. <laughs> Dude, I, when I got out, I, I, I don't. Really got out. My <laughs> wife refuses to believe that I used to iron or shit, and I'm like, I just, whatever. I did that shit every um, fucking day. <laughs> hey, what, what, what is it they say that a veteran gets out? He's got uh, <laughs> at least two of three things: alcoholism, an ex, and um. And bad credit, yeah. <laughs> you get at least two of those three things. Typical veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thankfully, my ex didn't happen until bad after credit. I got out. So I didn't have any of the, the, the fighting with that. But uh, I didn't have the ex. I had the alcoholism um, and the I bad credit. Out, I was like, you know what? Even though I was in an airborne unit, and see, airborne in Italy, they let us kind of relax with like go. the hair standards. Because they wanted us to at least attempt to blend in a little bit with the host nation. Right. And so, you know, it was like low fade. Huh. But it, regardless, it was still, you know, right. fade. Locals and shit like that. No, no facial hair constantly. And I, I got out and I was like, you know what? I'm growing my fuck you hair and I'm growing my fuck you beard. And I had hair down to my ass. Like, I just let it go. Like, I'd, I'd go into the bar. Exactly. I'd, yep. I'd go into the barber. I'd go into the barber and, like, just kind of, like, trim the ends up. And I'd, like, hang my head over the well, back yeah, of the barber chair. Well, yeah, because shit anymore. It's like, I don't have to shave. I don't have to do all these standard grooming bullshit <laughs> and have the fucking high and tight all the time. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, I remember like I remember like you know when I got out, I was like I didn't grow a beard. Well, yeah, you throw some milk on your face, let the cat look you. I grew a beard later in life. <laughs> yeah, because I got tired of shaving. <laughs> like I didn't mind shaving when I was younger. Like I could just <laughs> you know just it just whack that shit right off and into the problem. Right. Pretty much, you just lay down. Hey, kitty, kitty, get that shit yeah. right there. And then like right. And then later, you know, it wasn't nothing for me to just like throw some shaving cream on, just you know. We did it so fast in the in basic training. For no fucking just, reason. You, you know, you cut yourself. Oh, fuck it. Toilet paper. The, the and only... just went about your day. At one point, I just got like, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> yep. I'm standing here. Shaking the, my goddamn The face. only reason I waited a little bit longer no to reason. start growing a beard so I was... I mean, I don't um, like necessarily having a beard, the army, but I hate shaving more. Uh, I was in Ohio <laughs> at the time, and they give veterans... When you get out, you get six months unemployment, no questions asked. You know, get your feet under you, figure out what the hell you're doing. Don't worry about getting paid. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm, I'm going to take, take that option, you know, because I had my wife at the time. We're trying to figure out where we're going to live. Right. You know, we're staying with her mom. And it just it got to the point where it's like, I can't do this anymore because her mom was a college professor. And she would, you know, come home between her classes and we'd always like get into little arguments about shit, generally something politically related. 
Um, and so I was like, you know what? I can't fucking do this. I need a job. I, I, I can't just sit in the house all day long not doing anything. So I eventually got a job as a security guard at the local teaching hospital at uh, Ohio State Medical Center. So I worked as a security guard there for a while, and they right. they weren't too hip on the idea of me growing a full beard, but I could grow a goatee. They were okay with the goatee, not, not the full beard. So it started with that, and then I switched from there to doing private security or private contract security. Right. For a Discover card, right. and they just didn't give a shit. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm tired of shaving. I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, I usually get sick of doing it. It's like yeah. you do it every fucking day, especially when there's like an inspection. Well, if you gave you know, me like, more than like, forty five like, seconds to strip like, a razor over my hair. face, I'd have made sure I got it. Like one hair, and it's like, get your ass back upstairs and shave, like fucker. Just, just yeah. You know? Oh man, we had this kid. Right. So like my first night in basic training, my first yeah. morning, I should say, first morning in basic training, we're we're all in the bathroom. Now we're yep. we're we're not thinking. We're like, okay, we need to shave. Blah 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 blah. So it's all it's fucking chaos. So yep. We're all in the bathroom. We're using all the fucking really sinks. Good. Or you get really good shaving later in the shower. That's a no no because you have to clean them shits. So you only use like three, <laughs> not not twelve, and um, so we're all shaving. Yeah, and so we're all shaving. So like this, and all of a sudden, I look over oh. to my right, and there's this kid. Oh damn! Like bleeding, like his face yep. is just nothing but blood. He's just ripping his face He's to pouring shreds. out of his face. Come to find out, he he had severe acne, and all we had right. was shitty fucking plastic razors. So he's shaving, and he's just bleeding, <laughs> just ripping his face off. Just and he's so fucking <laughs> freaked out that he's like he's like because he's the one to get yelled at, he's the one to get in trouble. Nobody wants to get in trouble, so he's like shaving. Right. And he's just bleeding. We're like, dude, stop! <laughs> so we right. make him stop, and he's already like he's already fucked his face, so he's already yep. fucked himself up. Because he's, I mean, it's literally like it's pouring out of his fucking yeah. face. So we're like grabbing paper towels and shit like that, and like holding his face for him <laughs> because he's shaking. Now he's going into shock. He's bleeding so much. So we're like holding the fucking paper towels to his face, and the TI comes in. And he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> I just pulled the paper towels away. Really? <laughs> and he's like, "Get to the fucking nurse." <laughs> so he had to go down to get. So a couple of guys, you know, they like were holding right. his fucking face together. They took him down, and I never saw the kid again. Like I don't know if he went to the hot. Like I never saw him again. Like I don't know if he got. I don't know if he got out. Right. Um. Because I know you can get a waiver for Probably it. Probably re- recycled. Um, but I'm assuming he had to go to the hospital because of how many, basically, like, he just really just sliced that, that, the skin that, off his face. That can't be health. So I'm assuming he went to the hospital <laughs> to get patched up and then, yeah, and then just got recycled out. Um, but yeah, I never saw him again. I would assume he needed yeah, so stitches. He was, like, it was like from here, from here down on his neck and everything was just but and it was like it was literally just running down his yeah, face yeah. into his chest. I don't know if he needed wow. stitches, but I know they need like a lot of stem packs. To, I know they would have used a lot of stem packs to just to stop the bleeding because it was basically just puncture wounds all over his face. And then of course, you know, the guy was chewing his ass out. Like, Why the fuck are you shaving? You know, you can't fucking shave with all this shit on your face. <laughs> all, all the way down the stairs, and we're like, 
Bro. The dude just cut his face off. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because he didn't want to get yelled at. Now you're yelling at him because he cut his face off. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'll never forget that kid. Yeah. Well, if you do a good job, you get yelled at for not helping the fuck up. Right. If you do a good job, you're a piece job. of shit. Yeah, if, you do, if you do the good job, you're a piece of shit. If you do the bad job, you're a piece of shit. I'm proud of myself for getting this done. I had like, no time <sighs> to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. I did my job. <laughs> so, Div, do you have any favorite deployment um, stories? I had this much time left to do my job. I got a fucked up story. He hasn't for even you. started. <laughs> um, so I was that in, works. Um, that works. This was in my deployment to Iraq. Um, so when I initially deployed, I was in you know a ground unit. Those are the favorites. Slaw gunner, you know, doing all that. I mean, I, I'm a big dude. I can't run fast, but I can walk with weight. And so they gave me weight. Yep. And I was damn good at it. You know, I'm, I'm big, there's more of me to keep it steady. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been yeah. there for a while. And uh, you get the big gun. <laughs> I, I learned, you, you know how they tell you going into the army or going in the military? Yeah. Never volunteer for anything. Don't admit you're good at anything. And so my team leader comes to me one day and says, hey, I heard you're good with computers. Is that true? Like, yeah. Because, you know, before I, before I joined yeah. the military, I had, a, I had a scholarship to go to DeVry. And so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty decent with, with computers. Yeah. It's like, can you drive a Humvee? It's like, I mean, I got the basic training that, everybody else, that you made everybody else do when we first got here. And they're like, right. okay, pack your shit. I'm like, fuck. All right. So I packed up my shit, and I got sent to Battalion HQ to be, yeah, to be the, uh, the sergeant major's driver. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am an e-nothing oh, private getting shoved into battalion because he needed a driver because mm. his driver got Super fun. and had to be sent home. <laughs> doing, doing something dumb. Not even a combat-related injury. Yeah. Dude, like, I don't... I never even... I never got the actual story. I got, like, three different versions. So, that basically meant he did something dumb that he was embarrassed mm. about and people were covering for him. But, so, I go from living in this house that we had taken over in the city of Kirkuk. It was just, it was an abandoned house. We took it over. Right. So I go from living there to moving on to the airfield. In the airfield, um, I stay, I was living in a building that we split with the Air Force. So we had like our guys on the first couple, or yeah. it was left and right. So like our guys were on the left side, Air Force guys were on the right side, and we were told never go over to the right hand side. Because they had women over there, it was they had. It was all dudes on our side. They had ladies. Don't go over there. Well, yep. And so, I mean, we're still doing like scrubbing uniforms in tubs to to do laundry. We're not allowed to use the air force. Yeah, stuff. That's the only thing went over there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I went up to uh, we were we were running laundry lines on the roof. The roof is mm. nice and flat, and plenty of places to it's string nice. you know, some five fifty cord up and trip <laughs> your fucking laundry over. And I remember one time I went up there, bag of wet laundry. Like it's like my stuff and the guy who I was sharing a room with, we would like right. alternate washing each other's shit. Cause we worked opposite shifts. I worked the night shift watching uh the battalion talk, the uh the command center. So I did I, I had the night shift, he had the day shift. And so we would, you know, take turns washing each other's shit. We 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 split most chores down the middle. Um, and I'm up there one day and I'm yeah. slinging, I, I'm just, I'm dead tired. Like I got done with my night shift. I washed laundry. I'm going to go hang it up and then I'm going to bed because I, right. I have done my full day. It is now time for me to go to sleep. And I, yeah. I'm like, I'm so out of it. I walk up, I walk up the stairs. I got my, you know, 550 cords already strung out and I'm just not paying the slightest bit of attention, hanging up, you know, everybody hanging up my shit, hanging up his shit. And I turn around. And on the Air Force side of the building, there's like this little like half wall, maybe like two or three feet that separated the the halves. And they got these Air Force ladies out there sunbathing topless. I haven't seen a woman in like eight months (laughs) that wasn't like local Iraqi lady. I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't even like it wasn't even like top up. They were facing down. <laughs> it's just the fact that there was side boob and lack of anything else up top. And I'm I don't like, have to. Go. <laughs> so how how you doing? <laughs> yeah. I you know I I, I tried. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I tried. I don't need to go to bed right now. <laughs> of course, didn't get to shoot my shot because they were told, hey, stay away from those guys you know, next door. They're airborne. Don't do that. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, between, between that and yeah. um, as soon as you start talking the story to them, that filtered down. Fuck. Through like brigade <laughs> battalion gossip about there was this uh, Air Force captain. Yeah, they they do that shit. Uh, female, she got <laughs> sent back home because she got caught selling condoms for fifty dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, you you but you get the implication of what she was selling besides yeah yeah it's like stop. <laughs> and I remember my look, man. I, I remember my buddy telling me this before. story, and I'm like, <laughs> and I, I remember spinning around in the chair and looking at him, and like, you couldn't have told me this yeah, yeah, before yeah. she got sent home. <laughs> Just condoms. <laughs> I mean, this was this was back pre, like they weren't even doing the mid tour R and R leaves until we were like eight months in. We we I went in not knowing when we were coming home. They hadn't. They hadn't set rotations. They didn't have any of that yet. Yeah, yeah that was back in the day. Yeah, right. Eventually, I was back in the day where we. That's mm-hmm. what we had too. Like if you like, I never. Like I said, I never got deployed. But the guys that I know that got deployed, right. it was like, you'll come home. 
eventually because we were stationed with our station with the b1s and if the b1s got deployed you didn't come home until they came home and then like they would come yeah. home you know once in a while for like repairs and like made when we did like major repairs and shit like that but other than that you know if they were deployed to mm-hmm. iraq afghanistan guam where the fuck they went that's where you that's where we are deployments now we anywhere between like shit. six months to but one year you didn't really know like you're, there wasn't there was nothing yeah, to did. be gone for a year and a half i did one oh, 15 God. months i did it, it depends three, on like where six, you're going three, nine and in a year, um, like what branch is Depending going. on where you're going. Because I know I had some friends of mine that were Marines that they would do yeah. four-month rotations. I think it's like depending on where you're going is what this, how they split it up. But most of mine, mine were either a year or, like I yeah. said, that one 15 months. And that was because there was some hiccup in the, the rotation cycle. Yeah, each branch had a different too rotation. Too many people were going to be switching out at the same time. And they don't want that. Yeah. You're you you right. You you want the 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 minimalist amount of people moving in and out of a of a battle space. Oh, they want they want to keep as many people in one place as as possible. So they fifteen of them. That must be fucking hell. I mean, we were in Afghanistan. Towards the end, I had. I don't know what I I will say I got lucky in depends on uh, where you go <laughs> my career I almost always seem to end up going to units that had like the trust of the higher ups because we'd be like hey you're going to go sit in this safe house out in the middle of nowhere and nobody's going to come bother you I'm like oh, okay okay so I don't I don't got to worry about some random I don't have to worry about some random colonel showing up wanting to know why I'm not, you know, spit shining my boots in the middle of Afghanistan. I can just kind of chill and do. If I have to. We can be comfortable. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, what? I can go out and yeah. not wear my uniform blouse because it's hot as balls out. Yes, please send me there. I don't care. I don't care if I need to eat MREs. Just get me away from command. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh... Yeah. So that was the cool thing about, especially, like, when I was stationed mm-hmm. at Ellsworth, because um, I worked inside the hangar, because we had all the, the all the B1 mm-hmm. parts, and we had everything stationed out. And, um, right. like, we didn't have to wear the, the shirt. Like we just had like where whatever our undershirt was like we could get to the we can get to the dock as long as we got to the dock we could take that off and we as long as we right. have our flight line or our line badge on because I mean if you get caught without your line badge you know that's right that's a big no no um as long as you had your line badge on and you knew like the security questions and all the answers and shit mm-hmm. like that um you didn't have to have your yeah, yeah you didn't have to have, your on, you just had to have your shirt on and so half yeah. the time you know those hangers they're not really climate controlled so in the summertime it's fucking hot because mm. all it is it's a yeah it's a big steel building and all it does is radiate fucking heat on right, the inside that cross brace. so we would open up the mm. big ass hanger doors because these were uh these were b52 <laughs> hangers yep so we'd open up all the hanger doors and then we'd open up the back door to get some kind of breeze coming through and then just take our blouses off 
Yeah, just take the blouses off and then, but still be like, just <laughs> sweltering heat. And like the crosspiece was great. And then, like, of course, then, you know, the fucking maintenance squadron would start running APUs. Mm-hmm. So you got to close the back door just so you can hear yourself fucking fart. Yeah. Because you have a, right. we had a bird, we had a B1 stationed right outside, yeah. right out of the, of the back of our dock. And the only thing between that, that bird in our warehouse was a blast fit. And all it is, it just went straight up like this. So the blast would go up instead of, you know, into the, into the building. And, but you're yeah. running, uh, the B1, four GE turbo engines running 30,000 pounds of thrust. So yep. you're talking 120,000 pounds of thrust coming out of the ass into that thing. And they're running APUs and you're just like, <laughs> you're standing face to face with somebody yep. yelling at them. And they're just like, <laughs> and then of course they just shut it down. They shut it down quick. And they're yep. yelling at this asshole. And he's like, stop yelling at me. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Nope. <laughs> so we would do that, but it, it was, was the same. It was, it was hot in the wintertime, summer months. We're in the fucking park. We're in the fucking park in there. Up, like, I mean, we're up above. It's like there's uh, no comfortable space. We were up above 5, inside those hangers, and it's like some of these mountains. And like during the summer, yeah, you're still sweating like a stuck pig. But as soon as winter came by, it's like Jesus, I need more clothes. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that when I go to bed, I want yeah. as little clothes as possible on. But up in the mountains, I'm I like, can't nope. cover up enough. I'm nope. so cold. <clears throat> I'm so cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my parka on. I got my hat on. Right. Me too. Mm-hmm. The, the the hood. We didn't have the this fur. This is a long John night tonight. Although for some, <laughs> some, some cut awful reason. Did you, we the big, in, did you have the big um, gray parka? When I was in, the big gray parka. During my station, the, the uh, during my time. No, it was during our time in Afghanistan. We were, uh, for one of my rotations, we were running uh, Sector QRF. So we would go on to Bagram Airfield and we would park our asses there for three months because we're we're gonna have to you know we we do these rotate we were doing rotations yeah. and if mm. something happened anywhere in our ao we're jumping on the helicopters and we're getting we're going the fuck out there and we're right. we, <laughs> we came in and you know we've got all these connexes filled with you know bullets and rockets and Piles and basically anything we could need, and we we crack open this one, and we see these like giant white plastic like foot lockers, and we're like, "What the fuck is all this?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Motherfucker, it's a hundred degrees today. What the fuck do I need that?" But, but yeah, but I'm like, th- it was my first deployment into Afghanistan, so I'm like, what "That's the cold fuck weather do here." I <laughs> It is 100 fucking degrees today, and I'm on the flight line. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I learned. I learned. Right. Yep. The shoes, so, the shoes just like a white footlocker. Like, that's cold no, weather gear. Basically, <laughs> exactly what that is. Now, yeah, so like, if, if somebody needed help, might have to explain something to Rex. Rex, do you know what QRS stands for? We're throwing ourselves into a helicopter and we're, we're going. We have no idea where we're going. We have no idea what we're walking yeah. into. It's basically like, hey, we're in trouble. We need somebody. 
and they jump on a yeah. helicopter. All right, I'm going yeah. to sit there with my gun. Here we go. All right. All right. <laughs> That's fair. The pilots that, are like, we're fair. going this yeah, way. We're... We're going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, I was, mm. you said QRF, and I was like, I don't know if Rex um, knows what that means. I don't, I don't yeah. remember, honestly. But yeah, the, uh, the cold, cold weather shit, man. We had, because mm. we had the boots too. Did you have the boots? Mm-hmm. The ones you fill with air? Like, we got ish. I never wore mine because they were like big giant. Because mm-hmm. you wore like these heavy duty socks yeah. and you wore socks inside. But these were like, there was a, you put your foot and, in there and, and there foot, was yeah. like a liner yeah, for your I foot the, and then I there was the, an empty the space premise. and there was a liner for the outer sole. I don't know And you filled it with air or like some shit like that. So it basically would create a, a buffer between the cold air outside and your foot. <laughs> we, I never wore mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never wore mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't have to worry about that. I wish I had some snowshoes because I was in South I was stationed in South Dakota yep. on the fly line. And if you've been on a fly line, you've been to Bogram, you've been on a fly line, there's fuck all to block the wind. <laughs> and then when it, if it snowed, mm-hmm. snow every goddamn way. <laughs> actually. And fucking yeah. drifts, you know, as tall as you are in certain so, spots. Uh, I was just saying that, uh, that actually we had to deal with that, that shit. all the time. That was fucking, that was a nightmare. To yeah, I wish Iraq. I had some snowshoes. We went to Aviano. Um, and, you know, they had all the, the C-17s lined up. And we're, yeah. you, you've just got, you know, 1,200 people sitting on the edge of the flight line, you know, a bunch, because they had literally mm. just stood us up. The the unit had before it started filling out. It was just a QRF for uh, CTAF, which is Southern European Task Force. So it was like South Southern Europe, Africa. It was it was just a QRF for that. Um, and as you know, big army was making their plans to invade Iraq. They wanted a full sized. Or they wanted a combat-sized brigade closer. And so they took what was a single short yeah. battalion and flushed it out into a full-on brigade. And so this unit, we were 18, 19, I think the average age, like if you took everybody, it, like everybody in my company, you take, you know, from the, the wow. CO and the first sergeant down to the the newest private, I think our average age was 21. You got a bunch of, yeah, exactly. And we're 1200 kids lined up on a flight line, loading ammo into back, you know, loading ammo into mags, trying to combat, combat proof plastic saw drums, cut the, cut the cardboard and try to like slide it in there. So that rounds didn't rattle. And like, that, yeah, that was a wild. Mm-hmm. That was a wild experience. Like in 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 my entire in the entire almost ten years I was yep. in the army. That is the one moment that stands out the most to me. So well, I I still I still remember I still remember to this day my chalk and line and jumper a bunch numbers. of kids. Yeah, they, they well, we jump got the, the, the we got the jump manifest. 
I mean, that's, so, like, I, that was I still one of the remember my spot in, I've in, always. In the line. I was, I was chalk number six. I was chalk number six, jumper number nine. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, God. It's... <laughs> we had. Yeah, there's this. Asshole. Just flat out yeah. an asshole. He was, <laughs> <So> like... <laughs> <laughs> was one of the first ones out. <laughs> but this, because so the Loadmasters. When when you're when you're when you're in an airborne unit, when the doors are closed, the loadmasters are. Funny enough, I work with a, I work with a loadmaster. As he soon as the doors go up, jumpmasters. <laughs> so we're sitting there and we're flying from Italy to Iraq. We initially we were going to land in Turkey, right. refuel, and then take back off. Right. We got told mid-flight, no, you're not allowed. And so we had to refuel in air because we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough fuel to go straight to Iraq. And so we're we're sitting there, and you know, you got a bunch. Like I said, you got a bunch of you know, eighteen, nineteen year old kids. For most of us, this was our first jump outside right. of training. You know, normally we'd be wearing red fucking helmets to symbolize that we're cherries. And instead, we're wearing, you know, camouflage knitting on our hats because we're about to go get shot at. Right. And we're, we're flying in, and like, like I said, I'm you know, chalk six, so we're kind of, we're towards the front of the, the, the aircraft. You know, I mean, we're six aircraft back. And, right. you know, we're, everybody's like, we've done all of our, we're, we've done everything but start to do the pre-jump checks. You know, so everybody's nerves are up. We already know that by now the first chalks are out the door. And the loadmaster comes over the fucking PA system right before they open the doors. Right. And it's like the first chalks are on the ground and they're taking fire. And so we're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm like, okay, my dude, my, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, my guys are down there, they're getting shot at right now. I need out, the, I need out this fucking door. I gotta go to, I gotta. Go. That's information you could have kept to your so goddamn self. We're loading up. Everybody's kind of like, you, everybody's doing that for, as much as we can with these heavy ass rucksacks hanging between their legs. Everybody's trying to like stay loose. Right. And I remember jumping out that door, and I look up, not a star in the sky. Completely dark. Can't see the moon. Can't see the stars. And I'm looking down, and it's completely black. It's, it's Iraq. It, we're jumping into an airfield. There's not a lot of electricity. And I'm hanging there, yeah. and I don't hear a motherfucking thing. No muzzle flash. Right. Gunshots. And I'm I'm hanging there. You know. 19 years old at this time, and I'm like, are are my guys alive? Are 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 they all dead or are we all dead? What am I landing in here? And <laughs> who who is in charge on the ground right now? <laughs> and like I said, it's completely dark. You can't see the ground. You can't like you can barely make out the plane Who's as dead? it leaves. Who's alive? And I'm hanging there. I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, I'm gonna need I a see this fucking this. blue chemlight <laughs> falling through the air. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? 
<laughs> and I'm, uh, it's the only light source I have right now. And so I'm, I'm looking down, and, and I see it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, I don't think that thing is moving. Oh, fuck, right. that thing's not moving. <laughs> I, I yank up on the, uh, the, because so, when you jump, your rucksack hangs between your legs attached to a quick release and it's there's a 25 foot i mean this is round <laughs> so that when you jump you're supposed to pull like they tell you like as you get to treetop level you're supposed to right. pull on this thing it extends the the rucksack down and it's supposed to like because you don't want to land with that between your legs okay, that's a good way to break your legs and so you're, you you let it out and it's you're supposed to do it so like it has time to like settle before you land. Mine did not. Right. <laughs> like, you're supposed to feel a tug, because, I mean, it's, you know, 100 something <laughs> pounds tugging on your waist. I didn't feel a tug. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, released it. <laughs> I, I, I pulled it. I kicked it loose. Yeah. And then it turned into an anchor. Right. <laughs> Cause it it hit the mud. Oh, <laughs> oh! And I remember I'm laying there. Oh, I'm wow. laying there. I, I, I pop I pop my my chute release so it's not drag it's not trying to drag me across this muddy field anymore. Because <laughs> this was like the end of uh, like middle I'm to down. end of the rainy season. <laughs> so it's all mud. It's all mud. Yeah. Yeah, my, my my rucksack is like halfway into the ground. Like it dug a it dug a hole in the ground when it landed. And oh, so, so I remember I, like I pop, I pop yeah, my shoulder release. Shit, yeah. I've heard about this thing. You know, start and I get out of this I get out of the parachute and I roll over the center. Any paratrooper you, you talk to, there's one thing right. that immediately happens once you get out of the parachute, nobody ever talks about it. Take a piss. You had this thing tugging you know, you've had this thing like crushing your nuts up into your body the whole time. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether you actually need to piss or not. You you do. You just you do the thing. And you're like okay. Even in combat, I'm like I I've been in this thing for like ten, twelve hours now. Right. Rigged up in this parachute and I roll over. I take a piss and I kind of pop up on one knee and I dig my I dig my night vision out. I slap it on my face and I check to make sure it works and. I'm looking around and I, I see like random people here or there. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And and so in in grand paratrooper fashion, I snagged up, you know, three other guys who were just as clueless as I was. Locked and loaded, and off we went. <laughs> we're like, I know we're supposed to meet the flight line, and so we get the. They they tell you in in airborne that you're when when you hit the ground, you're supposed to form an LGAP, which is a little group of paratroopers, <laughs> and it is the most terrifying thing in existence yeah. because an LGAP is a bunch of eighteen and nineteen year olds hopped up on testosterone and adrenaline, with no idea what they're doing and no idea where they're going. They just know that they got to go that way. Yep, I got I got bullets and I got grenades and a knife somewhere. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> we're gonna go that way. We need to be here, so let's go. And we'll face whatever comes, 
between these two. So, yeah, what question. is your favorite and least um, favorite MRE? I will actually say my least favorite are, are the Five Fingers of Death, yep. the the hot dogs that they had. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I just got a bad batch of them or what. But like, I remember I had them one time, and I'm like, I'm never touching these again. Really? I mean, they're yeah, not a favorite, but they're not bad. It, they're MRE hot dogs. I, I think my favorite for a while was... Uh, you must have had a bad batch. Uh, I mean, yeah, favorite. granted. They're not the greatest. I actually really like the beef stew until, I, not that bad. until there's they're an incident yeah, which I could bad. never eat it again. Dude. Yes. No, um, we were on a, we were doing QRF for uh, one of our scout that's, teams. That's They'd blasphemy. Been, at this He's point in crazy. Afghanistan, everybody's mounted. They, they're at least in up armored Humvees. We didn't have MRAPs yet. Yeah. But uh, we were sitting on base and one of our stop, scout teams called in for help. And mm-hmm. like, that, that's our scout team. Those are our scouts. So we all bundled into the helicopters and off we went. Yeah. Um, they had taken some pretty heavy fire. Uh, they ended up, one of the Humvees ended up actually burning down. Um, but we're, so we land and we clear this first little like group of buildings and then we got to go down. And it's uh, beginning of spring. So all the snow melt is coming down off the mountains and running through this valley. And it looks, it looked like you would expect to see this in, like, Vietnam. Like, waist-high grass, trees. I'm like, this is not Afghanistan. Where the fuck did you take us? <laughs> yeah, like, where the fuck did you take us? <laughs> and so we, we right. ended up having to clear this village, and there were, you know, there are enemy combatants in the village, and we're, we're trying to push them. This is not desert warfare. Basically, anymore. like, we've got warfare. a group... In this valley, we had a group set up back here. Like, let me see if I can do this. Like, back here. And we're, we're here. And we're trying to push the enemy this way because we've got guys that are waiting right here to catch them in a crossfire. And so we're pushing through, and because this river runs down the valley and, like, out and around. And so basically, we're trying to push them to the edge of the water and pin them there. And, right. you know, we're going through and we get into a pretty, pretty gnarly firefight in the middle of this, like, orchard. And, you know, we're, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. we're, we're still shooting, the sun's coming down and we're still shooting at each other. And we finally, everything kind of settles in. We think we've, we're fairly certain that we've gotten everybody it's it's really too dark to kind of do anything else, so we're settling in for the night. They're bringing us ammo. So they said, "We're our, my saw gunner or my uh, two forty gunner is out of ammo. He left his two forty and was using his nine. Like like it was it was down to sidearms and like last mags kind of thing. And I remember I was posted up like we set our perimeter and. Uh, <laughs> My buddy is, I had just gotten done running some of the wounded back right. to get picked up and taken off. And I go back to my, my fighting position and, my, and my, my battle buddy is there and he's like, I'm good, dude. I just ate. 
pop a squad, grab something to eat, load up, take a load off. And I'm sitting there and I got this cold, cold pack of of uh beef stew. And I'm sitting there and I'm I'm about halfway through it, and like I said, we've been fighting all day. And I remember looking over, uh, like, it's the first time I've actually taken a moment to take a deep breath and just take in what's going on around me. And, like, ten feet to my left is an enemy combatant leaning up against a berm that had been Mm. shot multiple times in the head. And I just, like, I'm sitting here looking at this cold beef stew, and I look over to him, and I'm like... Nope. I am done. I am done with that. And so it was my favorite up until that moment. I got cold beef stew. (laughs) The the visual the visual was too close. The visual was too close. Right. Cold beef stew. Cold beef stew. Yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> um, do you have? Yeah, I can see the do you have any advice for anyone that's wanting don't. to go into the military? Yeah. Right now, don't. It's too much. That's typical. There, there's too much. It, it the military has become too politicized. <laughs> yeah, that's, I said the same thing. And that's the one thing that military yeah. never should be. Like, you can have conservative, liberal, libertarian, anarchist. Like, the military that I got in, we had, yep. you know, I, I had a best friend that was a, fuck, it was a fucking socialist. Like, but he still, we still operated under the same mentality of, like, country's not perfect, but it can get better. And it can get better by working together. That togetherness thing has kind of gone by the wayside lately, and it's with everything that's happened in the yeah. last couple of years. I, yeah. I would tell I would tell somebody like you need to really sit down and take a good hard look at what's going on, and if figure out if that's an environment you can actually thrive in. Otherwise, go do something else. Yeah. It's gotten away from like, I feel like, because I was back in like 96, 99, and it was literally like, there was a reason you went in the military. Exactly. And there was a reason. Like for me, it was like, I'm, I, mean, I followed in my, my grandfather's footsteps, right. my uncles and stuff like that. You know, I'm going to go fight for my country. This is the reason I'm going into the military. I'm going to fight for my country. Right. Um, downside was that I was 17. So my parents had to sign for me. My dad said, "If you're going to go in the military, so I'm going to sign for you. You're not going." Also, uh, the other thing is, technically, soul. you can't be combative. Like, exactly, the main job in the military kind of my choice? <laughs> to be trained. You still have. It's true, but you never know. A major, a major war could have happened in time frame. But the Air Force has way less combat roles. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Right. So you like even if that were to be the case, you know, your your um your JPs are gonna go, your fucking your Just what was your go, job your in fucking, military? I always uh, started talking about the guys are gonna go. What was your actual those are all frontline yeah, Air Force? Yeah, what was your actual <laughs> Mine, my MOS. So because I worked with the B ones, I wasn't basically in supply. Oh, no, they get they get nice and long. But it was actually it was it was when labeled got, as logistics. Out, so my fair. MOS was when two S O H one. My full MOS was eleven um, Bravo. The Army has very short ones like eleven Bravo. Um, they get yeah they get yeah, long, but I, I would say English. <laughs> Uh, Marines, I think, are just numbers. Yeah. See, they're always like, there's always in the army, mm-hmm. and I think in the army, and maybe the Marines too. There's always like a a, a number and then a letter, number and then letter, right? Right. Like, like, well, like for mine, numbers, it was because I know, like for ours, like for mine, it was two S O X one, and that's basically I don't remember exactly what it's been so long. It's basically X one is logistics trainer for the logistics side of it. Right. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. And that must have been fun. Up to a point. Right. I have a story about that. Go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah. You, <laughs> right. They so the right. army adds on. Yeah, no. Okay. So the army adds on right. for the more schools you go to or if you will, yeah. So in the okay. Air Force, you just change. So if I go for like two SLX one, I go someplace mm-hmm. else. I'm no longer two SLX one. I'm I'm this now. So they they just change altogether. So basically, I was logistics. Right. Before that, I was signals intelligence, and I know they still have right. it. You were seeing. But I don't think they're using. But we did Morse code. We. It, you were eavesdropping. Like we didn't send you, it. You were eavesdropping. We didn't send it. <laughs> we weren't receiving it. We were intercepting it. So, like some <laughs> some third world country guy sitting on a fucking bison. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Eavesdropping is what we were doing. So, some third world <laughs> country guy sitting on a bicycle, fucking pedaling his ass off in a generator, while this other guy's going. And we're like, we're listening and we catch it and then we start yeah. copying it. So that's what that's what that job is. I don't know if they. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm having struggle picturing this. You still have thrown assholes <laughs> sitting on a bicycle running a fucking generator. I'm just picturing the guy yeah. like. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's all a generator is. Is it all a generator is? Is a big wheel. That's, oh no, it's, it's like it's a legit thing. Like there's a guy on a bicycle, pedaling his Except ass for off. Except for a weak gasoline or propane in ours. And then, like, <laughs> what's funny is you can hear the yeah. So you always hear when the so you always hear when the, like the guy got tired because the frequency would drop. <laughs> they <swapped out> <laughs> yeah, so you're changing the frequency just to keep up, and then the guy and then all of a sudden you the you're applause, and it's, not the guy and it's like oh shit the frequency went back up because they changed guys. <laughs> They swapped out riders. <laughs> so you know the other guy's going, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean that's what it was. It's like right. that's what that's what we did. We weren't sending and receiving. We were just intercepting. 
now the really cool part of that is like i can talk about all that you can some other parts of it that obviously there's a there's a top secret clearance that has to happen so you can talk about all of it um but one cool thing is that we had to drop that off there (laughs) (laughs) better safe than sorry (laughs) because i don't like leavenworth (laughs) i've heard stories about that so the um, the really cool thing about that job in particular is that if something was really important like it was like um a matter of national security or something that was extremely important that somebody needed to know about it what we would copy could be from our desk to the president's desk within 5 minutes that's how fast that moves that that's how fast <laughs> that information would travel so that was like the really cool part about it. Like I could copy something. I could mm. hear something come through, copy it down and go, oh. and then go, hey, guy, this so needs that, to go somewhere yeah, else besides you me. You said you had some, important. an interesting okay, story so, about uh, so that. Was in, uh, <laughs> I reclassed into supplies. Um, and we, we had kind of this rotation going. So we were, uh, we had a safe house. <laughs> it was basically an abandoned compound that we took over, fortified it. And life actually settled down into, we had like three rotations. So we had three platoons. No, no, I'm sorry. We had all four of our platoons there. Did you have a platoon that was on yep. downtime-ish? So one platoon would break yeah. into half and they'd send a squad. So in, in the army at the time, your, you would have, your platoons were split up into two squads. And so the downtime platoon yeah. would send one squad up onto this. So, like, we were, we were stationed right up against Highway 1, which is the main thoroughfare through Afghanistan. And on the other side of the highway is the start of this big-ass mountain range that we had a watch post on top of. So one squad would go up to yeah. the top of the watch post, and the other squad would be kind of R&R. Basically, shower, shave, wash your ass, you know, wash your ass, wash your clothes, hit up the gym a little bit, eat, eat something that isn't out of a bag, well, isn't out of an MRE bag. <laughs> and... Yeah, <laughs> well, we out of a military bag. <laughs> Basically. Um, we would have one platoon that would do uh, <laughs> patrols along Highway 1. Basically, we ran patrols from uh, Kandahar to yeah. some other uh, some other base that was like CBs and some OGA guys, um, OGA's other governmental agencies like FBI, CIA, NSA, DEA. Um... It was like their base. Like we kind of like kept that stretch of the road patrolled, and then we kind of did patrols in the area. And then the third platoon would be out at another checkpoint that led into this major valley. And when we first got there, we took over from I think it was Tenth Mountain. Yeah, I think it was Tenth. 10th Mountain Division, they, they had initially stood it up, but when they stood it up, it was uh, like some Hescos and some plywood and some sandbags to protect um, the mortar team and all of their like maps and everything. 
because they had 120s, they had a couple of 120s out there. And so those those aren't as mobile. The 120 millimeter mortars, those are not as mobile. Um, so their fire room was in there, and then we had what we affectionately dubbed the Room of Boom, which is where we stored, you know, extra, you know, extra mortar rounds, you know, C4, some, uh, we had a, we had like half a dozen cratering charges, which are meant to. Basically, if a spark thing. went off yeah. in our room. Yeah, we, we had some we had some, some explosion that would happen. Vietnam, <laughs> we had some red phosphorus, which they <laughs> not, yeah, we, we not our, good thing our, at all. Never some red phosphorus back in there. So it was like that, and then there were like basically some ponchos. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> basically, you'd park your Humvees, you'd stretch the poncho across, and that was your position. Um, but that was a major, we've been told that was yeah. a major route for guns and ammo coming from Pakistan deeper into Afghanistan. And so we had to, you know, we were there to disrupt, yeah. you know, material and personnel. Um, but like I said, when we got there, we fell in on, uh, you know, basically what 10th Mountain had left behind. And they left behind a couple of javelins, like javelin rounds like in the launcher. And I was the only guy on my platoon that was certified to use the javelin. So, I mean, that's as as much as like in the movies or like on Call of Duty, it's just like boop, done. Not quite so simple. Not not quite that not simple. That, you've got that. a cool impact that you've got to initiate. That cool that it actually cools down the the uh, front of the warhead. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's that's actually what helps. I did not know that, off. but that makes sense. Yeah, it makes and a this, lot of sense, like, but I didn't know that was the thing. It, it lasts for five minutes, and then you've got to toss it and get a new one. We didn't have any new ones. So it's like, once that thing started, mm-hmm. you needed to go with this. With this, oh. You were either shooting this missile or it was dead. We'd have to wait for something else to come in. Um, yeah. Uh, well, what happens if you try to shoot so one without it? And the reason it cools down the front of the missile is that's where the guidance system is. And this thing is, is this thing is, it's thermal lock. So it can, um, it can detect changes in temperature up to a single degree. Okay. Yeah. You're, so you're we're not see going a bunch far, of basically. Through the, like, you're going to see it just fine. The missile's not going to be able to tell it. Um, but we were taking, mm. um, you know, we were out there doing our, our normal thing, which is sit. <laughs> man a gun, get off the gun, clean your gun, eat some food. It was really boring. Until we started getting shot at, which happened quite a bit out there. And uh, you know, we were that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of, the of the shot at, yeah. is you're bored until someone tries to murder you. You're, you're bored until yeah. adrenaline kicks and say, oh, someone wants me dead. And so we're sitting there, <laughs> and I'm on, I had just gotten off my rotation on, on the gun. <laughs> you know, I'm back underneath the, 
shade, you know, trying to get food in me, and we start taking fire. So, well, here we go again. We're doing our thing, and I'm and I am in charge of my. So we've got a triangular base set up, and I am in charge of my point of the triangle. And so I'm like directing fire, blah blah blah. And I'm I so our vehicles were here. And I had kind of moved up to where we had built a little sandbag wall. And I'm like kind of trying to help spot targets for the guy behind the machine gun. And we hear this whistling come in. And the next thing I know is the fighting position that was my vehicles is just covered in smoke. We had had uh, a rock. We had had a, a 107 come in and actually smashed into what was a rock retaining wall that we had built. And I thought they'd hit our vehicles. And so I'm like, shit, my dudes are dead. I go running over and my squad leader comes running up from the, he- the center, which is where they had like the firing position and firing command and all that stuff. He comes running out with uh, the clue, which is the command launch unit for the javelin. He comes running out with it and throws it at me. He says, take care of this. Make this problem go away. Because, like, while granted, yes, it is an anti-tank device, it's a big rocket that you can pinpoint aim. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, check my guys. My guys are fine. They're shaken up. But, like, it... The rocket came in, hit the wall, exploded, peppered everything with shrapnel, yeah. but everybody was behind something. So, like, I, I, I think the only casualty was, like, a camelback. Okay. A piece of shrapnel through it, so it's leaking water now. <laughs> so I grab, you know, I grab the rocket, mm-hmm. load it onto the clue, take the top cover off to expose the, the warhead itself. Yeah. And the uh, the javelin, when it fires, there is a two foot ceramic plate that is basically at the back of the rocket. That the when the rocket fires, it propels that plate back. That's what basically what it launches against. And so I mm-hmm. can't have anybody standing behind me when I shoot this thing. And so me, my dumbass, I jump over the barbed wire because there's just this road and the only thing that we have separating us from the actual road is barbed wire like a single strand of barbed wire across the road so i jump out and i run up basically in the open because i'm an idiot and i fully admit that i'm an idiot for this i run out to like the point of the road because the road comes around in the curves and we're stationed right here in this curve and so i run out here to the edge of the cliff I'm like, I'm going to shoot from here because it's a straight shot back behind me. Yeah. I'm not worried about hitting any of my guys with this, with this plate. And so, you know, I'm out there. I get a lock on. I see this, like, huddle of dudes behind a rock. I can tell that there's heat source there. And I'm like, you know what? That's good enough for me. It's, big enough, it's a big enough heat source that it's not a single person. But I know that the only thing that is on the side of this mountain right now are people that are trying to kill me. So I'm like, you know what? Good enough, good enough target yeah, for me. Yeah. So I lock on. And the nice thing about the javelin is that you can either it either shoot straight out, 
which is preferred for helicopters because rotors will fuck up the uh, the thermal imaging if you try to come down from from on top. But so it's got a top attack and then a straight on. I'm like, well, I'm not going to shoot the rock. I'm going to drop it on top of the rock, which is where they're at. So I'm like, awesome, great, perfect idea. So I, I so I, I yeah. manipulate the little the little. Uh, it, it's honestly, it's like a video game. You get these little brackets that you have to like manipulate to yeah. isolate your target, and then you lock on, and then it transmits that that picture to the rocket, and the rocket goes and finds it. Whole, whole point of it. So uh, the javelin yeah. actually has a two-stage motor. So it's got basically like a, a lot of compressed air that jumps it out to clear it from you. It goes about five feet, and the flight motor kicks in. And the flight motor is the actual like rocket-propelled part. So I lock onto my yeah. target, fire... You know, and they, they always say once you fire, you kind of like pull the clue down a little bit to make sure it clears, like kind of because you want to make sure that it's on track. And so I fire it, it jumps out, I pull the, the clue down a little bit, and I see like the, the, the rocket kicks in and it starts to go up like it's supposed to. I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm watching it and I'm watching it. And it's like it's starting to, to, to not go straight up and out. It's starting to come backwards. Like back towards us. Oh. And, I, and at this point, like everybody has stopped shooting. They've stopped shooting. We stopped shooting. We're watching this Javelin missile in horror. Thinking this thing is going to come back at us for some god awful reason, but this thing goes out, does a loop de loop, and then just kind of meanders off into a field and buries itself into a field, and like it's dead silent. Enemy team's probably sitting like yeah, enemy team's probably like, like what? Like, what? Itself into a field, into this poor uh. farmer's field, and I'm like, yay, what the win. Fuck? <laughs> and and I'm like, I look back in kind of like astonishment to like make eye contact with my guy behind the sandbag, and he's kind of looking at me like, what the fuck? That's not what that thing's supposed to do. And and I'm like, I. Can, and I see my squad leader come running out with the other javelin missile on his shoulder, like, hey, buddy, give it another go. And I'm like, no. No. Like, I can't. go. <laughs> so I, hey, I, buddy, I don't you always kill us? Here's another one. I'm tailing it back to my fighting position. Because now everybody has figured out, oh, hey, that dumbass right there in the middle of the open, that guy's got a big rocket launcher. Kill him. It, it, it was a great idea up until I realized, yeah. hey, wait. Yeah. I didn't hit anybody. And now I'm standing out in the open like a fucking moron. Yeah. No, so. So was it, was um, it like a dud? They had to come out. And I guess they, I don't really know what they did, but they came back and basically told us what had happened was, from what they were able to tell, there's a gyroscope that sits inside the warhead. That basically tells it where to go. Apparently, when mm-hmm. I had launched it and the flight motor kicked in, so 10th Mountain, when they had been storing these rockets, they'd been storing them with the, the top covers off, leaned up against a wall. 
Let this rock kind of burn. Rain or shine. And so best EOD, the best guess EOD had for us was that water had gotten inside the tube into the warhead and had rusted the the gyroscope so that when the flight motor kicked in, the force of the thrust snapped it free of its moorings. And so it was just... Yeah, it was just going wherever the yep, wherever it wanted to go. That's what it was doing. Yeah, that would. Yeah, but it was. That sounds like it's a little bit bouncing around there. Maybe here, maybe here. Uh, let's go yeah, backwards. Was, let's get the guy like, that just yeah, fired us. Here, I guess. It, it was not my, my shining over here of being a, uh, a, a javelin instructor. It's like this is what not to do, guys. Don't do what let's I go just kill did. this field. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Funny thing is, the uh, Tenth Mountain Division is stationed in New York. <laughs> Nowhere near a fucking mountain. <laughs> so, is there more than is there more than one mountain division? Is there a ten? Is there more than one? We'll call Tenth Mountain, or is it just ten? <laughs> Nowhere near a mountain. <laughs> well, it's, it's no different than like um, the 101st that calls themselves an airborne division, but they don't jump out of airplanes anymore. It's just 10th Mountain Division. Yep. The only people that jump it's kind of, it's just like second jump out of airplanes division, now are cab, the 82nd, 82nd airborne the 173rd, and some guys in like Hohensfeld and Polk. Right. The, the, the Op 4 yeah. is uh, airborne ops there. Uh, op 4 is. Uh, well, I mean, they, do, they have their own thing now. They do their repelling thing, their air assaults. They used to be, and they just kind of. That's kind of sad for they, the they stopped doing jumps and started focusing on air assaults. But they didn't take that out of the. Yeah, it's just like. Name. We're airborne. Are you, though? <laughs> no, yeah. Do you, do you have jump wings? If you don't yeah. have jump wings, you're not airborne. But that's cool too. Yeah, I'm airborne. Are you 101st? Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. You go. Yeah. All right. The coast yeah. airborne. Damn. <laughs> we are going to start. <laughs> we are going to start wrapping up this episode on that fucking like note. Coast, I still love airborne. you. I still love you. <laughs> But now you are the you are the Coast Guard of Airborne. You're the Airborne Coast Guard. All right. So I guess before, before we uh, end, do you have any questions for me or Kay? I appreciate this. This was this was a lot of fun. I, mean, still I appreciate what you guys are doing. I know I'm probably a little bit different from a lot of the guests that you've had, or at least from what I've I've listened to. You you definitely have. We've had a wide um, variety I, of I, guests. I <laughs> being able to like come on and tell my story is like being an infantryman. Hmm? Yes, he was like episode five or six. Okay. Has Cynic been on? Yes, yeah, Cynic's been on. Okay. Desert Storm. Yeah. So we. I have a friend of mine named. I have a friend of mine named Cynic. Yeah. Uh, he was he's ex army. Um, he he's he's been deployed. I mean, 
mean, he's been, he's been, he's been, he's been in some shit. So if you I want, think he's probably had, he's probably the most. Yeah, if you want, if you want to hear some stories about combat, Cynic's episode is a good one, and also Silas of RJ's. They're both good episodes. On the same show, we just trade trade combat stories for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cynic was a. Yeah. Right. Oh, Cynic will do it. Cynic loves talking about that shit. He right. actually, uh, he put some pictures up in my Discord uh, one time, and I had to have him take it down, right? Um, because uh, yeah, there were pictures of combat, you combat zones, <laughs> and what happens in combat zones, and uh, he was showing me because I mean I, right. that doesn't bother me, but yeah. um, there was a guy that was in my Discord. He was like, "Dude, can you take those down?" Yeah, he was like, it was his, he was, we, we understood. He was like, he right. was being a dick about it. He was, like, to... he was like, that's yeah. true some shit, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, like, hey, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, we'll take him down right away. I, I took him down right away. And I told him, he was like, I didn't, the head like the, we didn't mean to do the... that. That was, that was a full but, paw wait, on our part. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, he's like, no, it's I cool. Just, I saw him and then I, I started getting mm-hmm. that that feeling and I was just like, okay. Like, well, yeah. yeah, that little, uh, this. This is a. I'm about to have some shit going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had, to, I had to take it down, but I mean, it's like a. It's. Yeah, Cynic's been through. A, spent, Cynic's been through the ring. Uh, I, mean, I know he spent like 20 years in. I think it was. He got yeah, out. He got called, called back. Almost 10 years. I don't know. Our buddy broke rings. Got out. He got five years back. in combat, so I, I can, I can empathize. Yeah, he's the most combat experienced yeah, so guest yeah, I mean, out of our forty-nine episodes. <laughs> the most combat experienced person that I know, because he was in there with all the old shit. Deadly ground, yeah. yeah. Another guy that we've been trying to do is Deadly. <laughs> now he's what Deadly Gramps. Now yeah. it used to be Deadly USMC. Um, super cool dude. Um. But you can look at this guy and go and, and go. He's he's seen some shit. He's, <laughs> uh, and he's like, and he's kind of he's really been through skinny, shit like, um, in the military and outside dude. the military. Uh, super cool guy though. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, he's one of those guys where like you don't want to meet him in a dark alley, piss him off. Yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah, he's been through some shit. Yeah, uh, and he's been in a lawsuit in the hospital for a few years. In the hospital, and the hospital didn't do wow. anything to stop it. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that he's trying to sue the hospital because they uh not trying to get into his shit or anything like that. But his wife had a heart attack, and he deserves to in the hospital. And they they didn't they didn't do anything to stop it. Yep, he's uh he's gonna own he's gonna, he's gonna own that mm-hmm. hospital by the time he's done with it. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a, but he's a he's super cool dude. Um, if you ever he's know, good at Apex too. Like he's not a like one or two viewers. He streams Apex. Um, super cool guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Right. 
That's generally what, and it's a lot of my, a lot of the guys. Well, they're not mine either. I just, I go there for. Like, if I'll he's on, I have a giant chance to watch him. Them. I'll go watch him. I, I'm not watching really him. I'll go hang out with him. I'll shoot the shit with him. All right. Yeah. Why don't you? See, I'm never like. Dude, you know I'm what? not a part I'm, of all. You know what? I'm as not part of it. Here, I'm sending you an invite. Every fucking veteran I, I know that streams is part of all hall or part of regiment. I'm like, where's my invite? <laughs> it's not like I didn't know. I, I just. Right. So like, before we before like, we no, end this episode, where can people oh, find you? All hanging out with each other. I was like, Twitter. I've no. got a kick. <laughs> I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, I mean, you can find me on Discord. Uh, Divinity chained everywhere. I figured it's it's easier just same name everywhere. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I reached out to you on Twitter, so I know better Twitter. You admittedly been dead for. A while due to you know helping my helping the girlfriend get well again, but uh, we're as soon as we get a new uh, as soon as we get a new catch we're gonna be right back into it. I'm gonna be back on there. We're gonna be doing our our live streams. I might be changing names soon. We've been talking about a rebrand, um, just to kind of like have something that's us instead of us having two different names. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. Yeah.